It's the Win Daily DFS podcast with your host, 12 time DFS Live Championship qualifier, four time defending Fantasy Pros home run champion, Jeremy Muntradamus Munter. It's the Win Daily DFS podcast. I'm your host, Muntradamus. We'll be joined by Jason Mezzarahi tonight. The drip drop update. There is no weather to be concerned about Monday's slate. So with that, let's just get straight into the action. Let me welcome our guest, Jason Mezzarahi. What's up, Jeremy? How are you doing on his Mother's Day evening? Doing well. Glad you can have you on the show. Jason has won the big prize, not once, but twice of over six figures. He's going to bring knowledge to the slate today, and we're going to dominate. Are you ready, Jason? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. With whipping around the infield, we're going to start the first game. Philadelphia, we got the ace, Aaron Nola, going up against the Brewers. It looks like Freddie Peralta is on the mound. Jason, first question I'm going to ask you, Freddie Peralta, he can get rocked sometime. He could get rocked. Jeremy, you're cutting up there, man. I don't know if it's your connection or my connection, but I couldn't really hear you there at uh, all. Okay. Uh, I'll just start with the whipping around the infield. Five, four, three, two, one. It's whipping around the infield. First game we're going to go to is in Philadelphia. We got the ace on the mound. Aaron facing the Milwaukee Brewers. Freddie Peralta's on the mound. Jason, first question I got to ask you. Freddie Peralta, he is prone to getting blown up. Is this an appearance where he will get blown up? He's in the hitter's ballpark. He's facing a, a lineup that hasn't really broke out yet this year. Um, I would I would root for the Phillies in this one. I wouldn't be backing Freddie Peralta on this one. I don't even know if he's definitely starting. I've seen mixed reports right now on it. But if he's starting, if he's not starting, these, this is a game that you want to probably target the Phillies' bats more than you want to target any of the Brewers' pitchers. Yeah, yeah. What what bats besides Bryce Harper, which is an obvious, you got the lefty righty potential home run out of the ballpark type of matchup there. What other matchup has you excited against Freddie Peralta? I think if you're going with the Phillies in this one, you got to stack them up. Um, they're not my top stack of the night, but I wouldn't be cherry picking anybody really out of his lineup. But I would definitely consider them from a stack. It would be the top five in the lineup. You know, from McCutcheon down to Real Muto, that I think have the best options, you know, for your stack. You can maybe slide Caesar or Dubal or Franco down on the bottom, but they've been kind of cold lately. This whole team's been kind of cold. Um, but, you know, the way this game's going to be played out, it's going to be an offensive game. So I wouldn't mind stacking, but it wouldn't be my top stack of the night at all. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the offense has been cold, but they are finally returning home. They got their ace on the mound. Let's talk about Aaron Nola. He has shown us the best of Aaron Nola, and he's shown us the worst of Aaron Nola. Against Milwaukee, is, is he someone that you're going to consider? No, he's not in my player pool right now. Um, pitching is light today, but I'm not going to attack this Milwaukee lineup. I probably wouldn't attack him with, with the best pitcher um, in the majors right now because the Brewers are just – they're pesky. They have power. It's in a pitcher's park. 
they have too many bats in that lineup, too many lefties in that lineup. So I'm going to stay away from Nola. I'm going to stay away from this game, you know, for the most part, outside of picking a couple, you know, a couple of bats here and there. But I think there's better games to target. I'm not saying to cross it off, but it's not a game that I'm going to be targeting pitches from for sure. I might cherry pick a couple, you know, batters, maybe Yelich, maybe Harper, maybe, you know, do a couple of stacks. But they wouldn't be my top choice just due to the matchup with Nola. Um, and against the Brewers, I wouldn't be going to, going to attack Nola as well. So it's a tough game to predict right now, but I think there's better games on the slate to, you know, really put your money behind. So I'm going to stay away from this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yes, there is potential in that Milwaukee lineup. What goes up must come down. Well, the opposite is true for a guy like Travis Shaw, who has really been struggling this year, hitting around 200, yet to show the power stroke. A guy like him who will go for, you know, next to nothing on your FanDuel roster, currently $2,200. There's some upside in that guy. Are you are you potentially going him if you're not going with Nola on some teams? If I'm a, if he's a last spot in the lineup and I can't find anybody else, I will take a shot due to the price tag, due to his power. He can always pop one out. You know, you're really looking for power when, you, when you're, you know, searching for those last spots in your lineup. So, I can see it, but hopefully I won't have to go that deep in my lineup to go with him. Okay, I like that analysis. Let's keep it going. We're going to be in Detroit. We got the hot lefty and Matt Boyd, who's been lights out this year. Brad Peacock for Houston. Let's first talk about Boyd. He's been great. He's facing a, a Astros lineup that is absolutely crushing the ball. No more Altuve. Is Boyd a guy you're going to consider? No, nah, I'm going to stay away again. This Just like the Milwaukee lineup, this Houston lineup just put up a ton of runs. Springer and Bregman at the top of the order. You know, they just hit two home runs today. There's no chance I'm going to go with Boyd. I know he's been good, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking a risk. Definitely not in cash. I can see people playing him in GPPs, but I'd rather play with, you know, with a guy like Barrios versus the Angels than, you know, Boyd versus the Astros. So I'm going to stay away. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not about to test that Astros lineup, especially after they scored 15 runs on Mother's Day. Uh, let's talk about Brad Peacock. He's shown some good sides of him. He shows some bad sides of him. On paper, this doesn't look like a horrible matchup. Detroit's a pitcher's ballpark. Peacock's coming off of a 67-point game where he had 12 strikeouts on FanDuel. What about Peacock? Peacock's interesting. You know, any team... Any pitcher going against the Tigers right now, I think you got to really, you know, contemplate and think about, you know, what's the what's the risk, what's the reward here. Um, I can see myself playing, you know, a couple shares, you know, especially on DraftKings if it's a two, you know, two pitcher uh, breakdown, you can slide them in. You know, on Fanduel, not so much. You know, I'd rather take the chance with the, with the upside of Barrios. Um, you'll get the win most likely with Peacock, but boy, it's a tough matchup. I can see him. You know, maybe shutting down and be a tight game in the first five, six innings and Peacock doesn't make it through. But, you know, I, I see where you where you're going here. He's he's had some good games. He flashes some upside. The Tigers are, you know, for the most part, a terrible lineup. They really haven't scored too many runs. It's a pitcher's park. So I can see the play. I don't see the upside so much outside of the matchup. So I'm going to again, I'll probably resort to somebody who has a little bit more upside, but. I think is a pretty safe play given the pitchers that we have on today's slate. So I'd rather play him than 50% of the rest of the pitchers out there right now uh, that I'm seeing on today's slate. But, you know, he's not my top target either. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a little pricey, but he definitely can perform that price tag. Let's talk about the next picture you like. We're going to Minnesota where we got Jose Barrios and Cream on the mound against Tyler Skaggs, the lefty. The Twins bats, they've shown some nice power pop over this weekend, a little shutdown on Sunday. Are the bats for Minnesota going to come alive against Skaggs? Minnesota, you know, they, they let a couple people down today. I was one of them. You know, I was expecting them to have a better game. Um, they kind of break out when they when you don't think they're going to break out. And they kind of let you down because they're still not the strongest lineup in the league either. Facing a lefty, you lose some of the power from Rosario and Kepler. I think they're a little bit, you know, weaker from the left side. Plus, you know, Nelson Cruz, you know, might be out tomorrow's game as well. I don't see him in the projected lineup right now. Um, so I would I would not go with Skaggs, but I wouldn't attack Skaggs either. He's shown that he can mow down a couple batters through a lineup. So I'm leaning more towards playing Barrios. This Angels lineup doesn't scare me at all. You know, outside of Trout, um, I think Barrios is, a, is the safest cash game play on the day, uh, just due to the strikeout upside. If you get past Trout, Otani hasn't shown much. Um, Lestella, Calhoun, a couple lefties there they got to worry about. Uh, but outside of that, you know, it's not a lineup that scares me. Barrios is probably going to be my cash game pitcher um, just from the upside of, again, those Ks. And he should be a favorite tomorrow. So that's where I'm leaning on pitchers. Skaggs, like I said, not someone I typically play um, in, in FanDuel or DraftKings unless the price tag goes really low or the matchup's really great. And I don't really see that, you know, on either side. He's kind of cheap. But I don't think he's worth it in this matchup versus the Twins because they they still been putting hurting on a lot of different pitchers so far this year. Yeah, that's excellent analysis on the Angels because that's really what it comes down to. You just have to get around Trout. Once you get around Trout, it's basically all these C plus B minus hitters at best. I'm going to ask on a scale of one to ten to rate these two players. Ten being that they're going to be a beast, Jonathan. Scope against Skaggs and also the ex Angel CJ Cron against Skaggs. I see somebody getting the Skaggs here. He usually gets in some trouble. Um, I would I would give Cron probably a six or seven, hitting you know closer to the top of the lineup. Uh, Scope had a day off today. I was you know thinking about rostering him today. He had a day off, so you know I, I'd give you know Scope a, a filler position. You know, a four or five, if, if the Twins go off, he can have a good day. But not someone I'm going to attack and really look to go grab in my lineup. Crone will be a good filler piece, a good one-off. If you're playing a stack and you want to stack these Twins against Skaggs, you want Crone in your lineup. You probably want uh, um, Polanco and Rosario, maybe even Garver if he's in the top of the lineup as well. Um, I can see you stacking just in case Skaggs has one of those blow-up games, which he typically has, you know, every couple games when he starts walking people. But um, to answer your question again, I would say I'd give Crone probably a six or seven and Scope a, a solid five at this point. Okay. I was with you. I was looking forward to that Scope matchup against the lefty, but for some reason it was Sunday off day. But now let's stay in the American League Central. We're in Chicago now. We got the hard-throwing Reynaldo Lopez against the believer himself, Shane Bieber. Now, are you a believer in Bieber for Monday? He's been good. He's been, you know, consistent. Um, he shows the upside pretty much every time he goes out there. He has a nice little K percentage, nice K rate. Um, I think 
He's probably one of the safer plays up there with Barrios. The White Sox, he just dropped 32 on him the other day in the last matchup. He is facing him, you know, in back-to-back weeks, which is kind of scary. He's facing him in a better park this time. So I still give Barrios the nod, uh, but Bieber is definitely in contention. You know, there's three pitchers that, I, that I'm looking at that I'm going to have to decide on in, in tomorrow's slate. It would be Bieber, uh, Barrios, and Robbie Ray. You know, guys who have the strikeout upside, not facing, you know, a tough lineup, even though the White Sox, you know, from time to time break out. The White Sox park is a hitter's park. Um, so I would, for cash games, I would still lean Barrios over Bieber. But I think Bieber is a good 1A or 1B um, to, to Barrios. What are you thinking about this game? How do you think this game plays out? Yeah, I'm with you. Bieber should throw a nice game. The White Sox bats aren't t- on fire. Well, I'm using air quotes for that. They're not on fire. Uh, it's Tim Anderson's playing out of his mind. Let's talk about the Cleveland bats right now. Reynaldo Lopez, there's times where he gets wild. He walks batters. Jose Ramirez, Jake Bowers, uh, Bauer, Carlos Gonzalez. These guys are in the middle of the lineup. Are, are you targeting these guys to have runners on base when they come up to bat? I really want to target them. You know, they gonna they're gonna break out. This is a great matchup from them. There's not too many games on the slate. You're gonna have to pick somebody. There's not a clear cut um, stackable team right now that I'm seeing from looking at the overall state. It's a short slate. I like to pick a couple of these these Indians. Ronaldo Lopez. He gives up a bunch of hits. There's a lot of guys on base. I know the Indians haven't broken out yet, and they don't really have too much power. Ramirez hasn't shown stuff. Um, so far this this season, Lindor is working his way back. A guy like Santana would be a, a guy I would definitely play in the stack and definitely play as a one-off. I think he's going to have some power potential. Uh, I can easily see him hitting a home run tomorrow. So I'm going to call a home run on Santana. And I like the Indians for a possible breakout. They would be one of the top stacks tomorrow. I think no team is going to be heavily owned tomorrow as well because there's no cores game. The Yankees aren't playing, you know, outside of the the Astros in a, in a not so great matchup. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough team to pick. So I think exposure and ownership is going to be spread out between pretty much every game. But the Indians are going to be someone I'm going to be targeting tomorrow, whether I have a full stack or maybe just cherry pick a couple players on there. I would definitely look to target some of these Indians. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, someone like Carlos Gonzalez who hits behind Carlos Santana, that gets me excited as well. Maybe that one-two punch with Jose Ramirez and the number three hitter, that becomes a one-two-three punch you almost can't pass up on. And it's cheap, too. It's not like you're you're breaking the bank to get these guys in your lineup. So there's some good value on Cleveland. Um, at the same time, there's you know a good chance they can break out. Gonzalez at 2,500, he's probably – one of the best values on the slate that I'm seeing right now. And even guys like, you know, Lindor is 3,600. Ramirez is not expensive as well. So you can definitely stack this team up, still grab a good pitcher. So I think your, your value in a stack is probably the Indians. It's probably your best value stack right now. So you can value, value out three or four Indians, pick a great pitcher. And I think you can even play them in cash as a little mini stack with Ramirez, uh, Santana, Gonzalez, and Lindor. Um, I think it's a good play. And Kipnis at the same time, I know he hasn't shown much this year so far, but he's another guy who's crazy cheap. He's going to be batting at the top of the lineup. He's one of the worst pitchers in a hitter's park, and he's $2,500. So you can't ask for much more uh, when building out your teams. You have your value, you have your bad pitcher, 
You have a hitter's park. Um, ownership's going to be depressed on, on the Indians because they haven't been doing that well. Um, so I'm going to be attacking the Indians tomorrow, and hopefully they break out. If not, at least I put my money behind a, a stack that um, didn't cost me too much, and hopefully I can make up for it in other spots. I, lo- I love the analysis. I'm with you right there. That Cleveland team looks juicy. And Kipnis has been stealing some bags lately. But let's go to the other pitcher you were talking about. Robbie Ray and the Dimebacks against Nick the King in Pittsburgh. The game's in Arizona, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So Robbie Ray is one of your guys. Thinking out loud, Josh Bell's been hot. Polanco, well, you got that lefty-on-lefty showdown right there. Marte's been cold. Robbie Ray does sound good. He does sound appealing. Let's look at the other side, though. What about the Dimeback Bats? Who do you see giving Robbie Ray that run support? So, so far this year, I've been fading Robbie Ray. I've been fading the D-backs for the most part. Um, I don't really like Robbie Ray's game. I know he has the strikeout. But he always gets in trouble. Um, He's been doing pretty well this year. You know, he's got a couple games where he kind of broke out. But, you know, I'm going to try my best tomorrow to fade him as much as possible. The Pittsburgh Pirates has been good. I'll, I'll definitely have my shares tomorrow. I'm going to play a couple, you know, Ray uh, lineups because he just – he put up 50 against Tampa Bay. He put up 41 in Colorado. This Pittsburgh team, even though they've been doing well, um, they, they stack up better against uh, a righty than a lefty because, you know, Polanco, you know, might be out of the lineup. Um, Frazier at the top of the lineup is a lefty as well. So – Ray's in a really good spot here. You know, for the most part, Arizona's been, you know, somewhat suppressed now with the humidor. So it's not like it's the same um, ballpark it was a couple years ago. So I can definitely pitch Robbie Ray. And if you're going to pitch Robbie Ray, you know, you want them to be doing well on the a, on a, on a plus side of the hitting. So, you know, I can definitely see myself playing Dyson for cheap, you know, at the top of the line of hopefully steal some bases, gets on base. you got Escobar Peralta. Uh, Adam Jones hit a home run today. So I would say, you know, close to the top. I can see you going down to Walker or Marte. Anyone in the top six makes sense to me. The D-backs are going to be somewhat a popular stack, I feel like, tomorrow. They're in probably one of the best matchups on the board. Um, They have some pop. They're due to break out. They're at home. So, you know, I think a lot of people will be on these D-backs. Dyson is cheap, like I said. You got Peralta with the power. Um, so I, I see it as a good stack. I think, you know, as far as stacks go, Cleveland's going to be a little bit under-owned. The D-back's going to be a little bit over-owned. Um, and then you go back to Houston, they're the interests in play because they're probably the best hitting team on the slate, but they're versus one of the top pitchers on the slate. So, you know, I can definitely see the D-backs coming into play um, from the top four, top five guys in that lineup. Yeah, Jared Dyson's been on fire. He stole a couple bases, not once this past week, but twice. I'm with you. Arizona bats can definitely table set. Lots of doubles, lots of RBIs, lots of runs. And if you pick that right guy that hits a home run in that game, you're going to be looking really pretty in the standings with that Cleveland stack. So what's your call on Robbie Ray? How do you feel about Robbie Ray You know, in general versus Pittsburgh lineup? Oh, Ray, Ray is in a great position. Like you said, the Pirates bats are not really favorable in this matchup. Peacock, Bieber, Berrios, we're, we're in the same ballpark with the top four pitchers. Right now, I feel like you got to just mix the Cleveland stack with uh, those four pitchers and see how the rest of everything comes down. But before we do that, let's go to Seattle. We got Kiki. It's really Kikuchi 
uh, on the mound against Fears. We've got two pitchers. They've shown us some good. Fears is coming off of a perfect game, I believe, or was it a no hitter? No hitter. No hitter, but good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Uh, Seattle bats. They were cold in Boston. Do they come back to life at home? I'm probably going to stay away. You know, even though Fires has been prone to give up home runs, he's been better this year so far. I stacked against him a couple times so far this year, and it hasn't really worked out. Like you said, Seattle's coming off, you know, some cold games. You're returning back to Seattle. It's not a, you know, a great place to hit to begin with. They're coming off a cold series. Fires is still prone um, to have those bad games. He had a bad game in Boston, a bad game in Toronto. So I, I wouldn't mind picking out a couple bats here. You know, Vogelbach, who has the platoon. Garrett, you can grab Jay Bruce for cheap. I want the power bats if I'm going to go after, you know, Fires because he's probably going to let up a couple home runs if he's having a bad game. Usually coming off a no-hitter as well. Um, he's probably burnt out coming off the high. So I can see a good mini stack here with maybe Encarnacion, Vogelbach, um, and Jay Bruce for cheap on the bottom half. Now you want your power bats. He's a fly ball pitcher, so you got to attack him with the power. Those would be the three guys I'd be looking at. Now we're looking at a full stack, but I can see it be I can see it paying off too tomorrow. Like I said, there's no clear cut you know stack that I want to attack. So I'm probably gonna you know, make a couple lineups tomorrow, and I can definitely see myself having two or three of these uh, Mariners in my lineup as a mini stack. Yeah, I like the analysis with the fly ball pitcher and those guys. A Mariner that is probably not going to be rostered anywhere, especially because the game's going to start after the 4, you know, the 7 p.m. lock time, Eastern time. But someone like D. Gordon, who you can switch out later on, if D. gets a start there and he's batting leadoff, there's some good potential for some stolen bases in that matchup as well as some runs. Yeah, I played him in a game he got hurt he kind of burned me he got on base two times and then you know he got hit by that pitch so if he, he hasn't played the last couple of days so if he's back up and he's at the top of the lineup he's going to be cheap i'll definitely you know consider him if he's at the top of the lineup and if he's obviously in the lineup so he hasn't played yet but he's 2800 if he's batting in the one hole i like the call a lot actually i can see him getting on base i think it also strengthens the lineup in in general um with d in there starting off you know, starting off their their bats, um, I think that would give them a plus. You know, as far as a stack goes too, so that might push me a little bit over the edge um, to stack up these Mariners. I think some people will be afraid to stack a, a team who just faced a guy uh, who pitched a no hitter, so it might be a little bit on their own too. So I like to play, especially if D Gordon is back in the lineup. Yeah, and even if D is not in the lineup, uh, the the Indians game starts at eight ten Eastern. And you mentioned Jason Kipnis. He's 2,500. I'm with you. Kipnis might even be the better play, but D. Gordon's going to be owned in less than 4% of leagues, even if he does start. Yeah, I think between the two of them, you know, second base traditionally, second base and shortstop. Shortstop, not so much uh, because you have guys like Correa and Story nowadays. But, you know, those are the spots you want to kind of find a cheap guy so you can spend up an outfield and the power spots on the corner of the infield. So, you know, second base, I'm going to end up either with Kipnis or possibly Gordon if he's at the top of the lineup. Now, I don't want to spend up in that position. There's not too many people to spend up in that position regardless. You know, tomorrow you got maybe Villar at 3,500, but he's not even going to be in the main slate. So you're going to end up going cheap regardless. So, But Kipnis and Gordon um, are going to be the clear-cut favorites tomorrow. 
Um, so you're going to end up picking between the two of them, but they're going to be heavily owned too. So, you know, on a normal slate, I would always say, you know, for the most part, go cheap on your second baseman and your shortstops when guys like Story and Correa aren't in the lineup. But tomorrow, you know, it's going to be a lot of ownership on Kipnis. So I think if I had to say it right now, um, with Kipnis locking early, he's probably going to be 30, 40% owned. So I really love this Gordon play if he's starting and obviously batting first. I was just thinking back because you were mentioning finding that low price second baseman that makes a difference. I was thinking back to one of the times I qualified and I had Mark Ellis as my second baseman when he was with the Dodgers. You know, I thought my night was over and I look because they're playing the seventh, the last game of the night. He ends up hitting two home runs that game. He's 2100. I end up winning the qualifier. So you're right. If you can find that second baseman, it doesn't cost a lot, but gives you top tier value. You're on your way to winning some big money. Speaking of big money, let's just jump straight into beast or bust. The rapid fire. Would you start this guy in daily fantasy baseball for the slate? Jason, are you ready? Let's go, man. All right. I'm going to go right away with the most expensive player. Maybe the front runner for MVP, Christian Yellick against Aaron Nola and the Phillies. I like the play. I think he's going to beast it out tomorrow. You got the platoon. You got a hitter's park. Um, what's interesting to me tomorrow is what's his ownership going to be. If I think he's going to be low owned, I'm going to I'm going to attack Yelich in the spot. He, he's due to hit a home run. Nola doesn't scare me much. It's a hitter's park. You know, I'm going to go beast on Yelich for sure. Oh, I like the call, especially predicting that low ownership percentage because that is most likely the case. And you're right, he is capable of doing it, but I probably will not spend up for him on my main team. So I'm going to go ahead and say bust. Next up, he's a shortstop. He's for the Los Angeles Angels. Andrelton Simmons batting cleanup, $3,300 against Berrios. Beast or bust? Definitely a bust on him. Um, ready, ready matchup. Barrios is a beast himself. So I'm going to stay away from Simmons. Yeah, I'm with you. That price tag is high. He, he is someone though, that will be on very, very low, but that's probably for good reason at the end of the day, more than anything. Next up, he's a third baseman. He's for the Pittsburgh pirates. If you're trying to save some money, he's batting cleanup. Jung Ho Kang against Robbie Ray beast or bust. I'm going to go bust again. Kang's been cold. Um, Ray's still, you know, a great pitcher. So I'm going to stay away. I'm going to give Kang the bust call. Yeah, I'm going to go bust as well, especially when Jose Ramirez is on the slate against a guy who's very prone and vulnerable to making mistakes. Pay up and get the number one pick in fantasy baseball, number two pick behind Trout and Jose Ramirez. Next up, we got ourselves an outfielder. He bats lead off for the Phillies. Andrew McCutcheon, only $3,600 against likely Freddie Peralta. I'm going to go 50-50. He's not going to be in my lineup for the most part unless I decide late to stack the Phillies. Uh, So I'm going to go bust on him since he's not going to be in my lineup. But I can see him having a good game. Uh, The Phillies are due to break out. They're coming back home. Uh, But I'm going to go bust on him. You can go with the Mark Parquet answer here and say a lukewarm beast. But I'm, I'm, I like McCutcheon in this game. I feel he's going to get on base. He's really the table setter, him and Segura. But anytime McCutcheon gets on base, that should equal an automatic run. Next up, 
He is maybe the number one player in fantasy baseball this past week. The outfielder for the Houston Astros at $4,600, George Springer at Matthew Boyd. I'm going to go beast on Springer, man. The guy's been, you know, the hottest guy in the league right now. I think he's leading the league in home runs. Um, He's a table setter. He's on the away team. He'll get his extra bats. Boyd does not scare me. I know he's been better lately, but uh, Springer's has been too hot. He, he's going to, you know, he's good as a one-off. And if you're playing a stack, you got to play him. Don't even think twice about him. So let's go beast on Springer. Okay. I like that call. You know, he's probably going to be low owned just because of the pitcher matchup. He definitely can do it, but I probably will not pay up for him unless I'm doing some sort of Houston specific stack. Let's give you one more right now. We're going to go with the third baseman for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know we got Jose Ramirez locked into the main one, but what about Eduardo Escobar at $3,700 versus Kingham? I think you're picking all the guys in good matchups now at this point. Yeah, Escobar is going to be a beast tomorrow. Um, he's going to be batting the 2 all. He's probably got the best matchup on the board um, with Kingham. Kingham hasn't last long. He's probably going to be, you know, they're going to be into that bullpen. Escobar's a switch hitter, so he's, you know, he can hit anybody that's coming out of the pen for the Pirates. So I really like these Diamondbacks tomorrow. I still think they're going to be slightly underowned. You know, that top of our lineup with Dyson, Escobar, and Peralta are going to be, you know, in some of my lineups. So I'm going to go beast on Escobar. I'm going to go beast as well. The tricky part is fitting them all together in the same lineup, him and Jose Ramirez. You really got to pick the right Diamondback hitter because they're going to score runs, and you got to make sure that it doesn't, clash with the Cleveland Indians lineup. Well, that is all the time we have today. I am Muncher Domus. We are joined by Jason Mezrahi. Jason, thank you so much for being on the program tonight. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having you. Um, it was a, a fun Sunday. You know, Mother's Day was around, Games of Thrones, uh, Kawhi Leonard, two game seven. So it was a fun, you know, fun-filled Sunday for me. Um, tomorrow's a new day. You know, MLB is going to be a shorter slate tomorrow. So, you know, pick and choose where to be different. That's going to be my suggestion. That's going to be my, you know, my final call today. Try to be a little bit different tomorrow. Um, I want to go different with pitchers. You know, I would stay at the top with either Barrios, Ray, or Bieber, you know, as my top three. If you want to get a little bit, you know, sneaky, you might be able to slide Peacock in there. Um, with your stacks, my suggestion are the D-backs, Indians, and um, some Astros and possibly some Mariners. Those are going to be my top four stacks. I know I named a couple teams, but I'm going to dive more into the research, you know, when these lineups come out. But, you know, that's what, that's what my gut's saying right now, to you know look deeper into the to Astros, see if I can attack Boyd. If I can, the Astros are the hottest team out there. As far as the Indians go, um, they got one of the best matchups. The Indians and D-backs got the best matchups on the board uh, tomorrow. And then as far as your sneaky stack goes, Stack against fires. Um, I think, you know, they're the late game, the late hammer. They can be under own. They have power. They can break out. They were really strong in the beginning of the season. Uh, they kind of fizzled off. But, you know, I would say for cash games, get your Indians, your D-backs, and then for GPPs, you know, look at the Astros, see if there's a way to attack Boyd, and look at the Mariners and see if there's a way to attack fires coming off that no-hitter. You know, I'm pretty sure there's some science behind teams that, you know, are facing – guys coming off their no hitters because you know they're a little bit tired they're coming off the high um so you can attack them in this spot so 
Before we leave, Jeremy, what do you think about you know your stacks of the day? Who are you looking to stack right now? What pitchers are you are you feeling good about so far in the night? Yo, I got to say, we're on the exact same page. I'm with you with all pitchers. I feel they're all Barrios, Bieber, Ray, Peacock, all a potential to finish in the same range. That Cleveland, Arizona stack is looking sexy on paper. There's one thing that you did not mention that I would include in that final analysis is don't sleep on the Phillies. The Phillies could easily score six, seven runs in one inning against Freddie Peralta. The guy loses absolute control. The Phillies have been on the road for a while. You know they're going to be welcomed back at home, and you know Bryce Harper is going to look to smash a home run and get that crowd pumped up. Yeah, I think the Phillies are there too. And, you know, I'm seeing mixed reports right now. I'm not even sure if Peralta's not starting. If Peralta's not starting and somebody else is filling in for him, you know, as bad as Peralta has been, the guy behind him could be even worse. So the Phillies, they were they were cold pretty much all day today, and then they had that one breakout inning. Uh, they keep on getting people on base, but they're not really hitting for power. So that breakout game is right around the corner. Um, and they probably do have a more potent lineup than the Indians and a more potent lineup on paper than the D-backs. So, you know, definitely throw them into the mix, you know, as well. It's a good point. So your D-backs, your Indians, your Astros, your Mariners, and your Phillies is where you want to start your research as far as hitting go. And then, you know, we already spoke about the pitches, but I'll remind the, the listeners one more time. You know, Barrios, Shane Bieber, Robbie Ray, and Brad Peacock is where you want to start looking as far as your pitching goes. So hopefully we, we cut some of the homework out for you guys. I would still suggest diving into each game. It's not a large slate. Do your research, check your matchups. But that's where I would start tomorrow. And hopefully everybody has a profitable day. That is all the time we have tonight on the Win Daily DFS podcast. You can pick up the Win Daily book on Amazon for 99 cents by Jason Mezrahi. Don't forget to go to WinDailyDFS.com to get all of your daily fantasy baseball needs met. And my name is Muncher Domus. I will see you tomorrow. Beast.